0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today. It's Alan Berry-Labucan from the uh, rocksandstocksandnews.com website. Um, We have another in our series of interviews with uh, CEOs of junior mining companies that have recently made good news and have solid projects. Today's guest is Andrew Pollard. He's from BlackRock Gold. uh, BRC is the symbol. And uh, I originally started following the company uh, due to their Silver Cloud project, and then they got their hands on this very exciting Tonopah project, which is uh, right at the heart of what made the Silver State the Silver State of Nevada. And uh, so I'm going to uh, have a, a great chat with Andrew. Andrew, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for inviting me here.
0: Okay, so why don't we start out, You give a little overview of the company, and then we'll start talking about the news. How, how about that?
1: Yeah, well, BlackRock has uh, uh, two projects, both in Nevada. Uh, the, the, the thread that sort of uh, ties them together is they're both uh, low-sulfidation, epithermal, uh, gold, and silver targets. Uh, our Silver Cloud project, which was um, uh, our standalone asset up until uh, about February of this year, is about 45 square kilometers up. Right where the Northern Nevada Rift uh, collides with the Carlin Trend, so we're directly next door to Heckless Hollister Mine, which uh, was easily one of the highest-grade uh, uh, gold mines in, in Nevada uh, in a day It's heyday. It actually one of the highest-grade gold mines in the world when it was producing. Um, and uh, uh, this is a package that actually hadn't seen much exploration for about 20 years due to a really, really bad royalty. Um, Uh, deal that was attached to it up until BlackRock got its hands on it. But really where um, the rubber hit the road for us uh, was when we uh, were able to consolidate uh, what's um, uh, more than half of the Tonopah Silver District, which as you said, uh, is one of the largest silver districts in uh, Nevada, easily one of the largest in North America, uh, second only the Comstock load um, when it comes to the silver state of Nevada. And we're the first group. Um, to get our hands on this, uh, consolidate multiple parcels of property that um, uh, had effectively been tied up since production shut down uh, in the late 1920s or, or early 1930s when silver prices tanked. And uh, yeah, we've been just um, throwing out absolutely monster intercepts on in our first round of drilling here. And uh, we did, we announced just recently that uh, not only you know is our maiden round of drilling going well, but we actually expect we'll be able to deliver a resource on one of our targets on this property by this point next year.
0: Okay, so that's a good overview. Let's get into the news that you guys put out just yesterday. A um, couple things stood out to me. Well, first of all, it's 100% owned. It's in that uh, Tonopah West. Uh, Tonopah East is where all the big mining went on, and it looked like the extension went over to the West, and that's the uh, the ground that you guys were able to um, uh, consolidate. And uh, like the headline... Uh, Hole was three meters of uh, 2,200 uh, silver equivalent uh, grams per ton, or 22.39 gold. However, you want to look at it, it's got some rich gold and silver in there. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, about those results.
1: Yeah, well, you know, as you said, uh, we 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 have the western half of this district, and it's an east-west trending district of ultra high grade. Uh, uh, silver veins and gold, well silver gold veins. Um, the, the historic average uh, uh, from production was about 100 to 1 silver gold ratio, making it um, very very unique in the world of silver, which you know is most of the production of, of silver comes as a byproduct of you know large base uh, industrial metal mines. So having a pure play precious metals district with just silver gold is unique in itself. Let alone the fact that. You know, we're situated halfway between Las Vegas and Reno with uh, a highway crossing our property. And, you know, you can walk to the motels and a casino, you know, from the drill rig. So um, it's, it's pretty unique in, in that respect. Um, the district was discovered on the east side of town early on. And that, as you said, that's where most of the mining took place um, uh, leading uh, in the early 1900s. Uh, what happened was the discoveries were made on the east. Uh, they didn't drill these things back in those days they just mined these uh, outcropping veins straight from surface and followed them out along strike to the west so the west actually uh, is the way in which production followed Um, they followed these veins westward so west represents the blue sky uh, in this district and the western portion of the district represents the last production uh, uh, that took place prior to um, uh, silver and gold prices absolutely tanking in the 1920s. So we see, uh, you know, we we thought that the historic miners left a lot of meat on the bones for us. And uh, our, uh, our our target that we released uh, more drill results from yesterday, we call DPB Denver Paymaster and Bermuda veins. This was the last producing um, commercially producing uh, silver mine in the district when production shut down. So uh, we knew that silver prices tank. We knew that um, the miners back then. Uh, had plans they actually did development work uh, to, uh, and just never got around to mining um, uh, uh, some stuff there so we picked up right where they left off and we've been connecting at a high rate as you said um, you know we hit one of our best intercepts so far uh three meters of twenty uh, two hundred grams or so uh, silver equivalent in there there was ten grams gold over eleven hundred grams silver pure so I mean this is good stuff, but really what we're doing now is You know we've got six different veins that we've hit in this area. We've seen veins ranging from, say, a meter and a half thick in this area, uh, all the way up to 12 meters. We hit a 12-meter zone in this uh, 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 last batch of results, which was just under 300 grams per ton silver equivalent. So what we're seeing is, uh, you know, we're seeing workable grades all the way up to bonanza. I mean, we've hit uh, our highest grade intercept up here is uh, over 4,600 grams per ton silver. So We're seeing grades ranging from say 250 grams up to 4,600 grams per ton. We're seeing veins go from a meter to 12 meters in this area. And we've got multiple vein zones, all of which uh, are open uh, along strike and and up dip and down dip. Uh, We see a a clear path to um, put something together here, which is, uh, uh, and it's very exciting. I mean, in terms of our expectations here, they just keep growing.
0: Yeah, it's um uh what I found interesting that in that series of veins you found there, first of all, before I get into that, um you don't really need uh bonanza grades where you are. It's a low-cost area. As you said, you're right close to the casinos mm-hmm. uh cell phone coverage and uh so your costs are going to be low and uh and you know even some of that 3 4 500 meter or 3 4 500 gram stuff uh can probably be mined at a good profit um in yeah, this, well, you're, 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 you know
1: what we're what we're really excited about is is just the continuity we're seeing between holes you know hole by hole i mean you're going to see variability uh in in these sorts of systems so i mean you can drill know on the merton vein for example we hit a meter and a half of uh, around 300 grams per ton silver equivalent and then about 100 meters away we hit 4600 grams per ton silver equivalent uh what you really want to see is the variability and the 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 workability uh, uh of these grades continuously throughout as we as we keep expanding and that's what we're seeing so you know the continuity is key the grades will all sort of average out i mean you know if you tally up all of the intercepts that we've released now and we've put out about 40 drill holes worth across the project. We're averaging about 800 grams per ton silver equivalent. That's the average. So you know, it's it, it, it's it's uh, it's looking pretty good. You know, 800 grams per ton silver equivalent as a pure play. Silver Gold District. I mean that that puts it nearly in a league of its own. It's up there with with you know Silvercrest and you know maybe one or two others in terms of grade. So
0: yeah, you'd be up there with um, a Mag Silver down mm-hmm. in um, my part of the world, Mexico. Um, uh, that's something that I don't think a lot of people really understand the zonation of grade uh, from top to bottom um, in these epithermal vein systems. It's like a boiling pot of water and uh you know you might just be still up in the uh, bubbles of that boiling pot of water, and you haven't really hit the boiling zone yet um there's- a, one thing that stood out to me was these new veins you found you found two new veins, and then you got a hole beside it called uh twenty two and i I'm wondering did it's hard to cut these off like that do you does the does your team think that you might have like Caught the edge of the strike extension of those veins. I'm trying to.
1: Well, you, you know, they they pinch and they swell, and and you you know, it's hard to tell with one drill hole, right? Uh, and and with a few drill holes, so you know, ultimately, you know, what I can, what what we can promise is we're going to be turning this area into Swiss cheese next year. Another thing you mentioned was, you you know, um uh, you know, where you're hitting it in the system and the the variability. You know, so far, all of their drilling in this area has been using um, an RC rig. Uh, so we've, you know, so so we actually haven't been able to uh, uh, go uh, particularly that deep yet. Uh, at Victor, our other target, um, which which has also uh, got some serious legs to it, you know, we've been um, uh, using the cordial, uh the Core Rig there exclusively. So uh, because it, and you know we've gotten down to about twenty five hundred feet or so there at uh, at DPB, we're we're limited to about maybe eighteen hundred feet. So. You know, we've only barely just scratched the surface from a a depth point of view. And we're, you know, next year as we look to deliver a a resource on DPB, we're going to be bringing some core drill rigs over to this area to really um, uh, see what lies at depth too. So not only is it open along strike, but, um, you know, we've barely just sort of scratched the surface from a a vertical perspective. And, you know, that could also really help um, expand things from a, a 3D perspective.
0: Yeah, in the case of Mag Silver, they had to get down to about a thousand meters before they hit the bonanza, and the mm. uh, and their whole, whole mine was is really at that kind of depth. But it's going to make them the second lowest cost producer of silver. They just started production, so uh, yeah, that's well, uh, that's we're
1: terrific. we're we're pretty happy with the grades we're seeing so far. I mean, uh, you know, this DPB area. Uh, we have hit Penanza great. i mean we we hit uh, twenty six grams gold in one hole and you know over two kilos silver. Uh, you know anytime you're reporting precious metals and kilograms per ton, you know, I'd say we're we're off to a good start, but yeah, there's you know the vertical extent of these vein systems can be absolutely massive. and um, you know they uh, you know historically, these miners uh, in this area they, they they got down to around sixteen hundred and fifty feet. Um, when production shut down, but they actually they did good. development work for another 100, 150 feet or so beyond that, and just never got around to mining it. And and uh, we've now, you know, shown hundreds and hundreds of meters of of strike extent there, and we're we're looking to and uh, 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 figure out the, the the dip extent as well or down plunge. So um, it's very much open, but you know, it, it's also very rare to go from a maiden round of drilling uh, to trying to deliver. A resource within a span of about 12 to, you know, 16 months or so. And, you know, we just think this is going to be uh, something that we can really wow the market with. It'll offer investors a chance uh, to participate in a re-rate because, um, you know, we're, it's something that once you can get a resource out there, it's where, where not only institutions will start taking it seriously, but we've become a real uh, we've become high on the radar from a strategic point of view. And, and uh, uh, you know, because once again, being in a jurisdiction like this is quite rare, especially if you're, what do you,
0: what do you think about the, um, the sort of common analysis about putting out a resource when you're still well, you know, just really getting into the exploration that sometimes it can trap well... a project?
1: No, well, you, you know, the, we've got so many veins to work with here. We're really excited by the grade and the continuity. Really, what the resource will do is it will uh, put us on the radar, and it will sort of backstop evaluation. But more than that, it'll allow us to uh, then justify going underground and and teeing off from these veins from uh, uh, for, you, you know right from the uh, the face. You know, you, you know, once we once you can actually get underground and and, and go there and start drilling um, uh, rather than drill from surface and, and tee off at these veins. I mean, that's where things can get really, really exciting and we can advance it really, really quickly from there. We've got lots of other blue sky targets. I mean, our Victor target, uh, you know, that's the one that caught the market by storm. You know, our very first drill hole into that, we hit, uh, thir- well, 29 meters of just so where over.
0: So where is Victor in relation to these DPM veins?
1: Uh, so it would be to the east of that. Um, Victor was a separate mine. Uh, it was operated by the same company. It was called the Tonopah Extension Mining Company, and it was one of the, the largest producers back in the day. Uh, and the Victor shaft, uh, represented the thickest vein in the district. Um, uh, where, produ- you know, we had every reason to believe that, uh, where production shut down, um, the vein was going to be about 24 meters thick. And uh, we actually called it going in. We said, you know, if the target pans out as we project, you know, we're going to hit something 20 to 30 meters in thickness. And you know, no one believed us. But uh, you know, drill hole number one came back. We uh, halted the stock about 20 seconds after we got that uh, uh, that assay back from the lab, and we opened up the next day. uh, Well, it added about 100 million dollars to our market cap uh, in the span of a week. So. You know, but but it was you know took the market by surprise. But uh, we were very much. Um, uh, it would have been more surprising to us if we hadn't hit it. So. Yeah, it seems to be
0: following the uh, andesite or the rhyolite, and it's in the andesites as well, which is yeah quite it's, interesting.
1: It, it's right sort of at the contact between both of you. We've got the Mispa andesite, and we've got the West End rhyolite there, and and um you know this was they mined this area uh, down. Uh, to around 1,800 feet or so. Uh, it was 1,880-foot level, but what happened was um, in those days, they, they encountered water as they kept going deeper and deeper, and they, they originally were using electric water pumps to deal with the uh, water, but you know, in the 1920s, electricity wasn't all that reliable. Uh, oftentimes, when they turned them on, it would call, uh, cause either blackouts or brownouts in the district, so that's not exactly what you're looking for in... Um, in water pumps when you got people working underground so uh, effectively this company shut down production there and sent away for uh they they commissioned these big big diesel generators to be built and they commissioned um these new water pumps to be installed installed and while they were waiting for those to be uh put together and shipped over uh this company went and uh continued mining at the dpb uh, uh mine so it was um uh, by the time the water pumps and diesel generators came in, it, was, it took a few years. Uh, by then, silver prices had gone from around a dollar an ounce down to about $0. 35 cents an ounce. They never got around to actually continuing mining, so they spent all this money on development. They spent all this money on long lead items. This was a well financed, well run company too. Uh, Charles Schwab was, uh, uh, was was their largest shareholder back then. He personally underwrote uh, the debt financing that they used to take out. Um, uh, these or to commission these water pumps and such, but they never got around to mining it. So we knew that that was a pretty good sign. Why would a company, you know, take out significant debt? Why would they? Uh, uh, why would they plan, um, you know, to continue mining here for years and years uh, if they didn't think that, you know, there was going to be a lot more um, good eating? As they yeah, so, well,
0: it's the rocks. They, tend, they these kind of systems tend to go on pretty deep. Like I said, with uh, mag silver, they're down about a thousand meters, and I think their their mine will be about 500 meters inside of that. So it's um, you really want to figure out these vein systems in uh, epithermal veins because you could still be sitting in the bubbles of that boiling pot of water. And uh, yeah, well, can, let's get back to the res- uh, the resource estimate. Um, are, will that be focused on the victim uh, vein, or or, or
1: would the- no? It, it, it's yeah. got to be the, the resource. Will be focused on the DPB target. So, uh, in ter- you know, going into this, and if, if people want to take a look at our slide deck on our website, uh, BlackRockGoldCorp.com, we actually outline our expectations or or, or or our exploration targets for each of the four targets on our area. Uh, going into this, we always said that the DPB target would be by far the biggest in terms of um uh ounce potential or or not ounce potential but tonnage uh tonnage potential and you know grades are in line with everything else in a project so we think you know should we keep connecting the way we will dpb would represent maybe about 50 to even 60 percent of our uh, uh upside on a project victor uh the retail market gets most excited about that because it's you know Anytime you're hitting a vein that's, you know, uh, say 30 meters thick and you know uh, a kilogram per ton silver equivalent or so, I mean that's that's a really easy story to tell. Um, but DPB, you know, it's a it's a series of of tightly spaced ultra high grade veins uh, going over, you know, what we project to be maybe a strike distance of say 500 meters or so, uh and open and open a depth. I mean that's that's where the ounces can really really pile up. So. You know, um, if
0: you're going down to a 24-meter vein that you can follow in the rhyolites, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't sneeze at that either when it's got all that high-grade juicy material in yeah, it. Yeah, oh, uh,
1: well, we're, we're focusing on that too. I mean, we got a hole pending at the lab right now, it's hole 41C, which is one of the best looking ones we've drilled yet, and that's targeting um, uh, targeting the same area we, try, uh, we, we hit in hole one. We tried to follow up hole one with a few other drill holes, but we've actually had bad luck with that in the sense that uh, a couple of them bottomed uh, in uh, historic workings, which uh, meant that we mm-hmm. we, we lost uh, those holes before they sort of got into the target zone. And then we also had another hole, which was looking really, really good. It was just entering this uh, uh, the target zone, but then the drill bit literally snapped off um, uh, <laughs> right as we were probably five or six feet Damn. into the zone. Uh, so we lost that one, too. So 41C, uh, which is at the lab right now, and we hope to have back before Christmas, um, that's that's uh, that's the very first hole since uh, hole number one, which has actually gotten to its target location. Uh, and it's following up on um, uh, on this, uh, I guess, the down plunge portion of what we hit. So we'll see if we connect, it could be another nice thick uh, interval and, and um, could you know, certainly uh, make for a very Merry Christmas on our part.
0: Well, that's a pretty extremely wide vein um, Mm -hmm. for uh, an epithermal vein to have 24 meters like that. And uh, that's super high grade. And, you know, the ounces can add up pretty quick there, too. And uh, uh, don't forget that Mag Silver is mining one vein. Mm-hmm. uh so you want to make sure you do the resource on the uh, the right vein yeah. um but uh i'm looking at your uh, your last news release as well and as you mentioned what really is uh, quite exciting to me are these new veins uh are, are you planning to put some core holes uh down dip from where you intersected like you got 1.5 meters of 1670 grams uh silver equivalent in the top vein then the below that you hit another four point I mean in 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 large parts of Mexico where a massive amount of silver has been produced you're looking at two to four meter wide veins with these even less grades than this that make massive highly profitable mines this one was 4.6 meters of 1576 a mm-hmm. silver equivalent those things you know it's a blind vein you found and they don't stop uh, just magically so uh, are you going to put some core holes down around that to try to figure out the geology?
1: Yeah, no, of course we're going to follow up on everything we've uh, hit so far, and we're going to uh, we'll probably end up with two core core drill rigs uh, at DPB alone next year um, to to follow up on all these and and try and uh, uh, wow the market with uh, well as much excitement as we can. You know we've we, we've encountered new vein zones pretty much everywhere we've drilled so far. Certainly a Victor. We hit another new, brand new vein zone, which uh, uh, looks like it's completely open to the west as well, with grades up to 3500 grams per ton there. Um, our very first drill hole into Victor. Uh, not only did we hit that uh, 29 meter vein zone, but we also hit two three meter vein zones uh, directly on top of uh, uh, that hit, which even the historic miners didn't know were there. They've been mining that, uh, uh, that that Victor zone for for you know decades at that point and. Uh, that's been, uh, 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 we we had a three meter vein zone on top of our big intersection, which had over two kilos silver equivalent. So, wow. uh, you know, it's, you know, back in those days, you know, as I said, they, they didn't do any drilling. So unless they could actually see the vein, um, you know, they didn't know what was, you know, just a few feet or a few meters away from what they were mining. They Yeah, you know, that's then, a...
0: Yeah. That's a characteristic of these epithermal vein systems is that, you know, uh, a lot of them won't come to surface. And for example, Juan Iscipio at Mag Silver is a, uh, is a blind vein that they found. And uh, and uh, near, uh, there's another mine called Milagros uh, here in Mexico, and um, they're, they were mining two parallel veins, and they did a cross cut to connect them, and they hit uh, the the uh, a massively high grade vein in today's dollars it will be worth about three hundred thousand dollars a ton, mm. um, and it was they didn't see it they didn't drill the same it's the same story here in Mexico as in in Nevada they didn't really drill around for these things they kind of saw what they could and uh, and kept on following that so um you know there's a there's a they they tend to come in a network of veins like this and i think you guys are onto a network of veins at your uh, dpm target and then that victor one i i uh, kind of kind of uh sits in my heart quite nicely there i like yeah. those big thick intersections yeah
1: for 41C, I mean, that's the deepest uh, we've gone. It's also the only one in that area that we've managed to, I guess, play slalom around the various historic workings there. Um, and uh, it looks like, I mean, if if that got where it's going and it hits the down plunge extent of uh, what we hit in hole one, then yeah, as I said, that could be a very, very Merry Christmas. But either way, I mean, you know, you you look at both of our, our sections we've got from from uh, Victor and, and uh, our DPB targets, they're filling out really, really nicely. We've been hitting at an obscenely high rate as maiden rounds of drilling go. Uh, drilling goes, um, uh, and and the grades are really going to put this in the league of its own, especially when you bring in the jurisdictional and the the, the infrastructure um, aspect to this uh, as well. So you know sure. we've got the makings of what what could be one of the most uh, exciting silver discoveries of the la- of the recent past. Um, well, I hope you. you didn't. I hope it's not
0: lost on you that I keep on uh, bringing up Mag Silver. <laughs> um, you know, they were a billion plus valuation before they even got it into production. Now they're in production. It's going to be a cash making machine, and for sure. You know, I don't find a lot of uh, analogs to Mag Silver's discovery, and it looks like you guys have one here.
1: Yeah, well, certainly. You, you know, there's some people, if, if you know, if you look at Silvercrest, for example, I mean, they're they've only you know, they, they're priced to perfection right now and they're hitting um, some very, very good looking stuff down there too. You know, their veins are only averaging between say a meter and a half, sorry, uh, half a to meter to, yeah, exactly. Um, so those are very skinny when when you look, compare it to a 24 meter uh, uh, thick stuff. And, and, you know, I think we're averaging, you know from a composite perspective, something around about three, three and a half meters or so. If you uh, take in all of our, our drilling, uh, across the board and target by target. I mean, that's, that's very, very exciting stuff. So that's you know, what,
0: that, um, yeah. 50, 10% of the world's silver ever produced comes from the state of Zacatecas, Mexico. Yeah. And, uh, that's where mag silver's one of is and Fresneo PLC's big mines are all right. down here. And, and, uh, that's what they're made up of two to four meter wide veins. Um, somewhere above three four hundred meters average grade or three four hundred meters average uh, grade, and um, they're just cash making machines. They're easy mm-hmm. to follow, low cost to produce, and you're in a similar type situation as you said. You're right on road access. You've got cell phone coverage. You've got civilization right beside you. Yeah, uh, it is a tremendously exciting uh, uh, project uh, to find an epithermal vein network a network of epithermal veins like that and um uh yeah it's quite exciting so um the market uh got very excited ran up to its highs and then it's come off quite a bit and that's when i usually get pounding the table on these kind of things i don't, i really don't think you guys are well understood especially at this valuation
1: yeah well you, you know we timed her we, we couldn't have timed things any better i mean we You know, when we picked up the project in February, I believe, end of February is when we signed the deal to, um, uh, I I guess, option the project from illegal royalties. And we literally did that the day they tied up uh, this last parcel. And the the last parcel they tied up um, represents both our Victor and DPB targets. And that had been held by one family since 1930. Um, so we're literally the first group to go in and, and uh, uh, test the, the extent of these underground workings. And that was the, the crucial piece Ely formerly, um, they, they had a, uh, the southern portion of our property and, and uh, core mining they, they'd leased it out to and core had hit some uh, really good uh, stuff a few years ago. But um, the most exciting aspect uh, for us was picking up this, um, these other 75 patented claims that they'd just gotten their hands on. And when we, we did the deal. At the end of February, it coincided with pretty much the all-time spread in the silver-gold ratio. I think the day we signed the deal was about 100 to uh, 128 to one silver-gold ratio, which was near the 5,000-year extreme, meaning silver had been, you know, just is performing worse than at any other under-loved, you might say. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I got a lot of flak for it at the time. I said, what are you doing? Uh, but we knew that, well, you know, we, we knew this.
0: We I wouldn't have worry a lot of too potential. much. I wouldn't yeah. worry too much about flack. Finding a network of epithermal veins with high-grade uh, mineralization is is not an easy thing. I, you know, I and uh, the last one that uh, really caught my attention was mag silver, and look where they are now. And you guys are early, and so yeah. um let's let's talk a little bit about well, where y- you,
1: y- y- you know, in terms of the in, in terms of the sell-off. I mean you know we, we so we we picked up the project i think we were trading at 20 cents at the time and then covid happened we actually sold down to 7 cents at one point by late march but then we started you know then we started putting one foot in front of the other we we didn't really market it too much up until may because why bother when um you know the the entire sector was facing a huge liquidity crunch and then once we started talking about it and showing people what our expectations were the stock did go on a bit of a run And then as we started drilling it, you know, as I said, we halted the stock. Uh, We couldn't have picked a better time to release a great result because it was right at the very end of July when everything was frothy. I mean, silver was probably trading at around twenty nine dollars at the time. And we put out this, you know, probably one of the best drill results of the year for uh, as Nevada exploration companies go. And we added about one hundred million dollars to our market cap in the span of a week. And it it caused a. Eric Sprott to give us a call and and he invested $5 million uh, that same week too. And, and um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was perfect timing, but then, you know, as you know, the entire sector uh, has seen massive consolidation since about, you know, early August Uh, you know, you November was the worst month for gold and silver since I think 2016. Um, So, you know, it's not only did we have to deal with a lot of profit taking, I mean, we, you know, if you, Picture this, you know, end of March we're seven cents. Uh, by end of July we hit a dollar sixty-one. On uh, well, from some, like, January,
0: from yeah. January till July, you traded a fairly healthy amount of volume, and uh, probably average price was around twenty cents. So when it mm-hmm. ran up to a buck and a half, um, you know there was some some healthy profit there, and there's still healthy profit. Mm-hmm. Although um, I think that. One of the reasons that I, I picked up coverage more aggressively recently is I was watching your depth of market pretty closely as you guys were going down. And for for much of that time frame on the downswing, it was just loaded up with offers and uh, and pretty thin on the bids. But you guys have kind of turned the corner on that. Now you're stronger on the bids than you are on the offers, and looks like you have bottomed, and now you've got a bunch of good results, and so I think you're turning the corner for sure. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, where you are with core in the lab, and where you are with current drilling, and where you're going, where that's going to lead you uh, in the next round. So, how many hole? Do you have a bunch of holes in the lab right now?
1: Yeah, well, we're we're waiting on that uh, core hole from Victor, which I, I told you about. We, we hope to have that back in the next few weeks. So uh, could have some more news on that front um, by Christmas. And then, yeah, we've got uh, a whole bunch more completed uh, uh, from DPB as well. Uh, we're good. And, and we're still drilling. I mean, this is a project that we can drill 12 months of the year, and we've got no uh, reason to take our foot off the gas pedal. And uh, so you know, whereas a lot of the industries are to shut down their winter programs or they can only drill in the summer. Um, you know, we're going to be one of those stories that's going to have catalysts. Uh, you know, pretty much every month for the foreseeable future. Um, uh, you know, we're also drilling our other project right now too, Silver Cloud. So, you know, between DPB, Victor, and Silver Cloud, I mean, we can. You know, I'm I'm thinking we're going to be really, really picking up the pace in terms of Momentum and and um, results. Well, you are probably time that with a good market soon. It, it's, I get the sense ever since December started that the tides are turning again, and you know you got a whole bunch of people that are sitting on the sidelines after a really dismal three or four months in the markets, and they're waiting to get back in, but they're waiting to confirm a a, a bottom in precious metals. And you know December's been off to a really really good start, stabilizing, and once people you know are, are convinced that you know, they're not going to be catching a falling knife. I think there's going to be some serious buying coming in and then it'll sort of cause that fear of missing out trade for as people sort of get exuberant again. it.
0: I think the knife has stopped falling. And yeah. uh, I think another good thing that we'll fight, you'll face is that less companies will be pumping core into the lab. So you probably... Be able to ramp up the uh, the reporting of those assay results. So, going forward, is that sort of the focus? DPM, Victor, and Silver Silver Cloud. Like, will most yeah. of the drilling be happening at DPM and? Yeah, and well, I mean, day? our highest
1: confidence our highest confidence targets are are DPB um, and and Victor uh, and and the DPB. I mean, we're going to have a very aggressive. Uh, program. I mean, resource definition drilling, you, you know, we've got to get multiple pierce points uh, on each of these veins. And obviously we, we, we want to show as much expansion from from where we've already hit. Um, so that's going to, that's, you know, we'll probably lay out 25 to 30,000 meters just there uh, next year. And at Victor, yeah, you know, we're going to let the results guide us on on this. I mean, we've hit multiple vein zones here, really. Our our average grade at the Victor target's even higher than what we're drilling at um, DPD. You know, the average grade we've we've seen at um, victors over about a kilogram per ton silver. So um, that's pretty exciting when and, and you know, we're hitting consistently at both. Um, so, yeah, there's serious size potential. And, and you know, uh, these are two historic mines that we're drilling into and, and uh, systems we're drilling into. So, um, you know, they're, they're very, uh, you know, the rate we've hit initially uh, gives us generates targets for us to follow up on and. And. You know, I think we've we've shown the market that you know the moose pasture uh, and huh. the rate we're hitting and and uh, uh, all this that you know it could be a wild ride. But the you know we're at the point now where you know we've 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 drilled about forty-eight or forty-nine holes. We've released forty so far. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've got quite a few of the lab drill. We've got multiple rigs turning as we speak, and they'll be going through the end of the year and and uh, and and well uh, and, and yeah, we're not stopping in, in, uh, for twenty twenty-one. So yeah, lots to look forward to, but um you know, we're at the point now where there's enough data uh, for all the amateur geologists at home, and the real ones too to start trying to model just exactly what we possibly could have here in, well here.
0: it's not not necessarily because you 're still in an epithermal vein system where you can have these pleasant surprises of uh, blind veins being yep. encountered you're you're really you're only scratching the surface at the top of a, of an epithermal vein system and i got a little guess guess for you i think as you get more holes into that victor uh, especially down dip in those rhyolites and uh, at the contact i think that this one's that's going to become your star
1: yeah well you, you know I, I i'm inclined to agree with you i mean i'm i'm ha- you know the whole one was so good and we just had such bad luck in trying to get the, the follow-up holes, where they're going, um, you know, what, what I can promise you is Victor's going to be seeing a lot more drilling and the way it's rounding out right now, I mean, this is a, this would be a standalone. Um, uh, I mean, if if we only just had Victor on a property, we, that could exactly. still be a standalone company. So, uh, exactly. you know, you know, what we've got is this land holding, even though it's one project, it represents the consolidation of multiple historic Large mining companies from you know a hundred years ago. So this ain't a yeah. one-project company. It's a it's target-rich. You know there's veins all over it. I mean there's shafts all over it, um, and it.
0: Well, and you're not just you know you're not just pulling that out of your uh, you know what um, mm-hmm. you know that's the classic model of these kind of epithermal vein systems. It's a a network of veins. Some of them are going to be great. Some of them are going to be not so great. And some of them are going to be uh, duds. Uh, It's really trying to figure out which are which, and uh, that victor, I mean, you guys are only down, you drilled a few other holes, but even those holes only went down, what, 150 meters or so from where you drilled that big uh, uh, 24 meter intersection of the high grade, so... Uh, and you know you've got you got strike extent to look at you've got depth extent to look at mm-hmm. these systems tend to go on for for thousands of me- a few thousand meters and uh and you know there's always that pleasant surprise potential i think uh at your especially at your uh, dpm area there when you're finding new blind veins like that that gets very exciting for me because of my experience watching mag silver and then some of the other big mines down here in Mexico like the Malagros mine where that crosscut found just phenomenally high grade bonanza stuff and so um yeah i really think at your valuation the market is uh is missing the big picture story of a network of high grade epithermal vein systems that you know are are very similar to what uh, it sounds like the early days of mag silver
1: yeah, well, yeah, you, you know, ultimately investors make money buying low and selling high. We're back, you know, we're we're deploying capital and we're putting out really really world-class results and ultimately if I'm sitting on the sidelines and looking at this, I'm saying, "Okay, well, you know, um, uh, you, you know, they've come off quite a bit, but they're they're literally walking it forward and and it's it's better than, you know, even we thought." So, um, you know, this is where this is where money's made. It's it's it's, you know, getting in something early that's sort of proven that they're more than just a one-hole wonder uh, and a one-target wonder. And now the question is just how big it can be. But you know, when I look at, you know, obviously Mag, they've got about about 400 million ounces or so to uh, under their domain. You look at Silvercrest, which currently has a resource of just over 100 million ounces uh, and at a grade uh, averaging just over 700 grams per ton silver equivalent. You know, those are both 1.5 billion dollar companies. Well, we certainly see, you know, we certainly think we could get up, uh, 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 you know, in the realm of what Silvercrest has just based off what we drilled so far. And we, that's a big upside from where we are right now. So um, those are great
0: analogies too, because um, they're in the same kind of systems and they're in the same kind of uh, uh, area for infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one thing to find high grade, but if you find it in the middle of nowhere, where it's going to cost you like, uh, two, $300 a ton to, to produce that rock. That's one thing, but you're, when you're looking at under a hundred dollar, uh, uh, production costs, uh, areas, that's, that's what makes a mag silver mine, which will make them the second lowest cost producer. They yeah. got low costs and they've got high grades. Mm-hmm. And they've got a network of veins. It's a very, uh, I keep going back to that because I think it's a its a very good analogy. Well, you know, um, you've been very kind with your time here. Why don't I wrap it up and then uh, we can have a little chat after we're finished. Uh, uh, if you give me a minute here to wrap things up. Sounds great. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. Um, uh, BlackRock Gold currently has 105 million shares out. They've got a $68 million valuation. I hope it's not lost on you that I kept on uh, you know, making the comparable to MagSilver. That's not done for promotional purposes. That's done because of the, uh, the similarities. Uh, MagSilver was in an epithermal vein network. They found a couple phenomenally high-grade veins, and now they built the mine, and they're starting production, and uh, they're a billion-plus dollar valuation, and uh, they're going to be a a cash-making machine. Not only are those kind of scenarios hard to find, but finding a good silver exploration company is hard. and. I'm of the opinion that gold and silver are in a perfect storm to go much higher. They, they you've got debt going through the roof. Uh, it's gone parabolic in the last, since 2008 globally, as well as in the United States the federal reserve is painted into a corner that they can never raise interest rates significantly due to the vast amount of debts uh, of the country as well as in the consumers hands if they raised it 1% it would stop any kind of economic growth and right now based on the they need they need serious economic growth uh not just uh, you know a, a modest increase and so that perfect storm is going to bring a lot more investors into the space. And when they come into the space looking for good silver stories, they're not going to find very many of them. And BlackRock definitely is one that will be high on the menu of a lot of investors. And uh, if they keep on going the direction they are with these various different veins, I think that the valuation will be much higher in the future on that note, as always, I'm going to say, uh, my shows are for information purposes only. It's important for you to do your homework, do your due diligence, talk to your financial advisors. And I really encourage you to look at their news releases and look at the maps that they produce of the cross-sections of the various different veins. They, in, their, uh, in their PowerPoint presentation, they have a very good uh, uh, models of these various different veins. And it's just wide open, a long strike, and it's wide open at depth. And in these epithermal vein systems, that depth as uh, part of the story gets very exciting. And so uh, do your homework, check them out. I still think that they've got a very modest valuation. BRC is a symbol, BlackRock Gold. Go check out their website. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.